Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, there's an Egyptian wheat import tender, China's reportedly in the market and the southern hemisphere weather. Markets have risen from recent lows despite managed funds increasing their seabot wheat and maize positions. Ukraine destroyed the Russian naval headquarters, which drew the expected response from Russia, who bombarded Ukrainian port infrastructure in Odessa and on the Danube. Three vessels loading grain and iron ore have loaded and left Chornomorsk via the new Ukrainian humanitarian corridor without incident, and with other trapped vessels also taking the opportunity to leave. There are unconfirmed reports that a deal has been agreed to ship up to 15 cargoes of Ukrainian maize to China, which will have to be loaded onto Panamax-sized vessels at Black Sea ports. Let's see if that happens. Egypt returned this week but bought only 170k of Romanian and Bulgarian wheat. Russian offers were originally aligned at the floor price of $270 but subsequently reduced to $260, presumably with the Kremlin's blessing but still failed to secure any business. The rumour mill was full of stories about a government-to-government deal for a million metric tonnes of Russian wheat to Egypt, although it has not been confirmed. Meanwhile, reports are that China has bought up to a million tonnes of French wheat, which may explain recent support on the Mati futures market. India once again reiterated that they have sufficient wheat, whilst releasing more government stocks onto their domestic market to cool rising prices. Eyes are now turning towards the southern hemisphere, where crop conditions are far from optimal. Australian wheat production is in the 24 to 25 million tonnes range, which could be optimistic unless they get much-needed rain. Argentine maize plantings are slow due to continued dryness, whilst dry weather in Brazil is delaying soybean planting progress, which could have implications for their key safrina maize crop, if it is planted late as a consequence, particularly with El Nino looming large. There is also talk that the current low maize prices could reduce the Brazilian maize area by 5% plus at the expense of soybeans. There has been a noticeable increase in wheat demand by major importers and much will depend on the availability of wheat from the Black Sea ports. Any escalation which caused a reduction in Russian exports would have a far greater impact. Meanwhile, solutions are being sought to increase the flow of Ukrainian grain via the Danube and Romanian port of Constanza, including floating cranes and improved logistics. The cost of exporting Ukrainian goods via Baltic and Adriatic ports, however, is likely to be prohibitive. Whilst there appears to be the political will to assist with the flow of grain via the EU, individual countries may not allow it at the expense of their local markets. There is talk of Ukraine setting up an export licensing system in order to control the flow, although details remain unclear. On to malting barley, this week's headlines, premiums are unchanged, maltsters still not buying pre-Christmas and brewer malt demand continues to be slow. Malting barley premiums across the week are unchanged despite complete lack of activity. The market is looking for direction, but at the same time premiums continue to stay high over the feed barley base at around £70 per tonne. There is still uncertainty over the final European crop quality, which is keeping market prices supported in the near term. 
The malting industry remains out of the market. Opportunities to sell before Christmas are non-existent today. Stock carryover from 2022 was higher than normal, which means the changeover from 22 crop to 23 crop is delayed from the end of October until closer to the end of the year. The recent AHDB barley usage figures for July show that the malting industry is still using historically high tonnages of barley. July was 166,000 tonnes, which would suggest barley stocks are being used. Will this high usage continue into the calendar year 2024? And what will be the split between brewing and distilling requirements? Brewing malt demand is down by 3% in 2023 so far, which has meant that global brewers have been slow to come to the market. Traditionally, brewing malt contracts are negotiated in October-November time, which should generate some demand as maltsters start to back the barley off against new sales. So far, very little barley has been traded for the January to June 2024 period, so there is still plenty of tonnage to be done. With the tight supply and demand situation, concerns over quality in store and the pending demand to come malting premiums could stay supported. On to oilseed rape this week's headlines. The USDA reports on Friday crude oil is above $96 a barrel and we'll talk about palm oil. After trading sideways, Matif Rapeseed found support and bounced €11.50 to close above €450 last night. Chicago soybeans have also been struggling to find direction this week, with the trade waiting for the USDA stocks report due on Friday. The average estimate for soybean stocks is 242 million bushels, which would be a seven-year low. This is down 11.8% from last year and below the 250 million bushels projected earlier this month. The weekly crop condition ratings also continue to decline, with 50% of the US soybean crop rated as good or excellent on Monday, down from 52% last week, and continues to add concerns over production prospects. However, harvested pressure and ample South American supplies limit any gains. Support has come from crude oil, which jumped over $2 a barrel on Wednesday, climbing above $96 a barrel to fresh 10-month high. Lower than expected US stockpiles have added to the worries over tight global supplies from OPEC plus output cuts. The data released showed US crude stocks to fall by 2.2 million barrels last week to 416.3 million, far exceeding the 320,000 barrel drop which analysts had expected, and the market rallied in response. Palm oil has also been supported by the bouncing crude oil, along with the ringgit falling to its weakest since November against the dollar, which makes palm oil more competitive to foreign currency holders. Malaysian palm futures posted their best daily gain in six weeks on Wednesday, closing over 2% up. Finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for October at £178, November 180 Feed barley for October 168, November 170, and oilseed rape for October 350 to 355, November 353 to 358. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular Openfield contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.